0: Hello Port City Church, we wanted to take a minute to remind you that this Sunday, July 31st, our church will not gather in person as we practice a Sabbath Sunday. On this day, instead of meeting together at the church, we will use this time to intentionally rest and practice what we have learned through our summer Sabbath series. Our hope is that this Sabbath Sunday will be a day for our church to collectively take a deep breath, to cease striving, and to rest in God's provision. We encourage you to invite your family or friends to deliberately set apart a portion of this Sunday for Sabbath. To assist you in your time, we will make resources available to you, including a short Sabbath Sunday video or a podcast episode you can listen to right here. We will also have a Sabbath suggestions guide for your day. Then, the following Sunday, August 7th, we'll continue our regular in-person gatherings with a time to worship, participate in community, and learn together. For more information, check out our website, portcity.church. sabbath Now, let's dive into today's episode.
1: Welcome to the Port City Community Church Podcast. You are listening to our weekday summer series where we are exploring what it would look like to treat this summer as a Sabbath. Sabbath is a time set apart to experience rest, as we deliberately stop working and trust in God's provision. To help us find new rhythms of Sabbath rest, we are reading through the Psalms together. Each week, we'll focus on one Psalm, taking a different perspective each day. This will allow the scripture to encourage, challenge, and inspire us. Good morning, and welcome back to our Summer Sabbath podcast series. With a new week comes a new Psalm to sit with, meditate on, and soak up its goodness. God's love is better than life, It's easy to believe this when things go our way and circumstances fall in our favor. The family is healthy, the bills are paid, and food is on the table. But imagine making this statement when your life is actually on the line in the middle of a desert, far from home, while enemies hunt you down. David doesn't have to imagine this scary scenario because this was his reality in Psalm 63. Yet David didn't allow his trying circumstances to stop him from worshiping God proclaiming his goodness and pursuing his heart more intensely. This week's podcast explores David's defined assertion that God's love is better than life. Before we begin, I want to provide a space for you to pause and consider how you'd complete that statement. God's love is better than fill in the blank. Then spend a few moments praying, thanking God for the different ways that he loves you. God, we thank you for your love and we thank you for your hope, the hope that you so freely give us. God, we ask that over the next few moments, as we as a church participate in this podcast together, that we would begin to realize that your love truly is better than life. God, I pray that we would be inspired by David's faith through Psalm 63 and that we would go about whatever the rest of our day looks like knowing. That you truly do love us, that you care for us, and you desire to know us more intimately. God, we love you, and we say this in the name of Jesus. Amen. During our time exploring the book of Psalms this summer, we've become well acquainted with David's trials, some beyond his control and others self-afflicted. We get a glimpse of just how chaotic his life was in Psalm 63. There's a debate among biblical scholars about when David wrote this passage and what prompted him to escape into the Judean wilderness. Some believe it was before he took the throne of Israel when hunted by King Saul. Others lean towards this poem coming later during the rebellion of Absalom, where David's son sparked an uprising and wanted him dead. In some regards, the wilderness was David's second home. Yet, it is in that spot where his loudest declarations of worship of God's faithfulness rippled out. With this in mind, I invite you to listen or follow along in your Bible as we read Psalm 63 together. As you do, pay attention and make note of any words, phrases, or themes that stand out to you. Psalm 63 says this, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name, I will lift my hands. I'll be fully satisfied as with the richest foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of night because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God will glory in him while the mouths of liars will be silenced. That's a lot to unpack and an impossible task to do in a single episode. But that's the beauty of sitting with Psalm 63 for an entire week. It enables us to take our time, slow down, and chew on all of its wisdom. So let's read Psalm 63 once again, but this time center our attention on the opening verse. Psalm 63 says this, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Take a moment to reflect on what we just read quietly. What words expressed the desire of David's heart? What did he long to experience? At some point in our faith journey, we will inevitably find ourselves meandering through spiritual dry places akin to the deserts of Judah. God feels distant. We struggle to catch a glimpse of Him working. Burdened by the demands of life and the circumstances we face, we grow discouraged and disheartened. We have to pay attention to where our thoughts wander and the lies we believe when in the thick of the wilderness. At the heart of every conflict resides the question, can God be trusted? When we fail to understand that God utilizes our struggles to develop perseverance and shape our character, we waste so much mental and emotional energy, wondering why we face hardships repeatedly. We often forsake the very thing, faith, that can sustain us through our struggles, difficulties, and adversity. How we feel ourselves amid adversity is critical to how we recover. We need to create space for recovery by tending to our hearts, We learn how to respond with courage, declaring, like David, our need for God. Amid those dry places, David recognized his spiritual thirst. By strengthening our faith, we activate a sustaining source that we can rely on no matter what comes our way. Instead, we need to surrender our power for his provision, our will for his ways, and our lives for his purposes. Take a moment and consider... How do you tend to respond when you find yourself in the spiritual wilderness? Let's read today's passage slowly one more time. Psalm 63.1 says this, you God are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water. There are countless articles, videos, and TED Talks championing the importance of developing healthy morning habits. They talk about how a morning routine sets the tone for the hours to come, while starting the morning off on the wrong foot can cause us to stumble throughout the rest of our day. Yet, as well intentioned this insight may be, the focus always remains on ourselves and our productivity. Scripture also speaks of rising early, but instead of urging us to seize the day, it encourages us to sense his presence above all else. When David says, "'Earnestly I seek you,' it does express an eagerness, enthusiasm, and a longing to connect with God. Yet other translations replace the word earnestly with early, as in early I seek you. God was on David's mind from when his feet hit the floor. David spent sacred time with God during the early morning silence and stillness. His spiritual thirst wouldn't allow him to wait any longer to engage in quiet prayer, reflection, and study. Despite all the demands, pressure, and requests he faced, Jesus modeled this spiritual discipline for us. He often woke up early and retreated to a quiet place to pray and connect with his Father, Jesus understood what captures our heart in the morning, directs our eyes, guides our steps, and occupies our thoughts throughout the day. It won't change our circumstances, but it will influence our response to them. As we make those times a necessity, we begin to see each day as a gift and the blessing and the purpose that comes with it. Even on our most challenging days, our time with our Father reminds us that He is good. And that is enough to get us through and endure while remaining focused and faithful. So as we begin to wrap up our time together today, we want to provide you with some space to respond to what we read and maybe to what God is trying to say to you through Psalm 63. First, take a moment to process this question. Where do your thoughts tend to wander in the morning when left unchecked? What occupies your mind? another question to consider is this, what would it look like to begin your morning with God and his goodness as your first thought? Now take a moment to pray for what God places on your heart during this time, and then I'll come back and share a prayer for all of us. Father God, may I display faith when I find myself in the wilderness. Quench my spiritual thirst with the refreshment of your word. Fill my dry soul with an overflowing of your presence. You are the one who replenishes and restores. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. And as you go about your day today, keep God's goodness at the forefront of your attention. Tomorrow, we'll continue exploring Psalm 63 by considering how the life change we hope to see always starts with an encounter. Until then, blessings.